Welcome, everybody, to another edition of your favorite podcast, Haunters Podcast. Uh, with me, as always, by the way, I am Mr. Wonderful, and with me, as always, is the lovely Zach Hilton. Oh, man, we didn't even start this show, and we're already off the rails. Uh, it is it is fun, fun times. It is fun times in the studio today. Uh, you can obviously give us a follow on Twitter at HauntersPod, Haunters, P-O-D. Uh, we are on iTunes where you can subscribe where all your Apple products are. So if you have an Apple phone, you can go into the little Apple thing and subscribe to us and listen to us there. It's really cool. Uh, and you can subscribe as well on Spotify. You can listen to us on Podbean. You can find us all over the place. We are infecting the Internet uh, and your speakers. But uh, the Twitter is the big place to interact with us, not the Facebook. It exists. It's there. You can go. You can look at it. You can wave at it. Uh, nobody's going to talk to you over there, but we will talk to you on Twitter at Haunters Pod. And that's where I wanted to start today because, Zach, there's some cool Yo. things on the Twitter right now. Yeah. Like, just randomly, I was like, you know, I'm going to tweet some stuff. And, like, we're getting good reaction because, let me tell you, not only... Uh, is the poll, which I'll get to in a minute, doing super duper well, and we're going to feed into that. But, like, it seems like there is a big movement for Hollow Scream to start, like, maybe teasing us. Because, you know, we're getting into the season where Halloween Horror Nights is probably going to release a house soon. It's March, and sometimes March, April is about when they do their first house. So that's coming. But I'm glad to see that Hollow Scream's getting a little love. And funny enough, the Hollow Scream Twitter account yeah. is the Tampa Bay one. Yeah. So it kind of makes it kind of makes me like, yo, Williamsburg, how about you uh, hop on the train and get your own? How about how about you guys kind of step your Halloween game up, huh? Huh? Because yeah, I saw that yeah. when we when uh because because you shot out the tweet basically reaching out to them saying, hey, how about a little peek and everybody kind of jumped on that and then when I was like, yeah, how about a peek and I looked at the handle, I was like, Florida. <laughs> I've had mm -hmm. a peek from yeah, you guys. Exactly. Florida, uh, tell me. Yeah, tell me. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bush Gardens <laughs> right here in uh, our backyard of Virginia, over there in Williamsburg. You guys got to step your game up, or at least come on this program. Yeah. Or at least do that. Tell yeah. us about the event. That'd be fun. Tell us. About but um, all that being said, uh, we put out a poll on our Twitter, and by the time this episode comes out you may be able to still vote on it. So we're going to kind of talk about it for the moment because I put out there what IP uh, intellectual property would you like to see and what would be the best house for Halloween Horror Nights 29. And I gave four options and those options are Universal Monsters, Hellraiser, Dementors slash Death Eaters from Harry Potter, or Halloween 2018. And then this uh, this is the order that we got so far. For 13%, we got votes for Dementors and Death Eaters. Then for a tie, for 27%, we have Hellraiser and Universal Monsters. And the number one voted so far for 33%, so not a very big lead, is Halloween. So, once again, before we start talking about it right now, because we may come back to the subject next week, is that um, these votes are very, 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 like, close. And um, what are your first thoughts when you read this, Nick? Like, when, you know, we have multiple votes. It's not just, like, 
you voted, I voted because I haven't even touched it. But like right now, Halloween 2018, 33% is in the lead and very close second place on this. What do you think? And a very distant last. So what do you think? I, I think, I first of all, I love the four that you chose. Uh, we've talked last episode specifically we i think to nauseum to some of the listeners out there we talked about universal monsters and kind of those classics and there are other rumors that lead me to believe that that's going to definitely happen at 29 that we will see some form of that uh because there are a lot of other rumors that kind of leaked about the upcoming uh the third park that we're getting the third the, the extension to universal orlando that suggests that we we might get a year-round haunt and we can if we have time, we'll dive into that later. Uh, the Dementors one I thought was a really cool idea because I never even thought about that. And you absolutely could do a house based off of that. And I'd be interested to see what they do with that. And specifically, uh, because I think at 29, they said that they're going to be opening up the Wizarding World. So, or I believe it's opened every year so far, but I think... That yeah, they're, that, yeah they're, they're, it's been open for the past four. Yeah, but it'd be cool to give a reason to drive more people in there and that could be a way to do it is to drive people in there and maybe set something up in there with the Dementors uh, the Halloween one doesn't surprise me I feel like that's you know we wanted it last year a lot of people wanted it last year everybody was happy we got the Halloween house last year with Halloween 4 uh, but yeah it would be great to have that and with the Blumhouse co connection it makes perfect sense to me I did vote on this poll and I voted for Hellraiser and I think Hellraiser truthfully would be the best IP because it really could be a disturbing house. Uh, I know for, I, I'm sorry to put you up on the spot like this, Zach, but I know that that's a movie that really bugs you because of the puzzle box and everything with it. Kind of the way that The Exorcist really gets to me and gets under my skin and I can't watch that film. I know Hellraiser is that for you and for all the reasons that it kind of bugs you is why I think it would be a really cool house to walk through to see Pinhead and all of his creatures to see the torture to see that type of stuff would be a lot of fun uh, and I know that they've said that no that's one that we can confirm isn't happening but I feel like that was a bit of a swerve because you know that they're going to get a big IP and they're looking at an IP and at the same time Blumhouse made a comment about how he's trying to get his hands on Hellraiser to continue that franchise along with Scream. And again, that Blumhouse connection, Universal, they're so hand in hand. If he gets it, that essentially means Universal gets it. So out of those four, I really want a Hellraiser one, but I'm curious what your take is on this because it's up in the air right now. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings on this. And like I said, I put all these down here for a reason. And I'll start with Hellraiser. Hellraiser is an IP that is scary as hell. Um, it is the one movie that I have a hard time watching um, on a regular basis. Like, it's that scary to me. And I know everybody has their own, like, you know, some people can't watch The Exorcist like you. Some people can't watch The Shining. It's, you know, it's whatever for anybody. But I think we're in a land where we can't depend on Freddy and Jason anymore. And they need different icons outside of those characters. So, to me, Pinhead and the Cenobites are 
disgusting and disturbing and it's a great idea now my theory is that you don't necessarily need an actual movie like you can't say oh the hellraiser house is based on part one or part two or hell on earth whatever really you just need to go through a house and you get little like snippets of somebody messing with the puzzle then cinnabites coming at you i mean like you can do this without an actual movie connection um and i think that's quite possible like you said it could be a swerve I would not be um, surprised because they mentioned it and I don't think that's the first time anybody's ever gone hey do a Hellraiser house because usually you know if it's not on the field you just don't talk about it so it is interesting that they brought that up so it being at a close second makes sense to me uh, uh, the Universal Monsters see I picked that one as well because last year at uh, 28 West Coast they had a Universal uh, Monsters house and it also was accompanied with the music from Slash so Slash the guitarist came up with an entire riff for the entire house that you would listen to and actually if you go to Spotify or like Amazon anywhere you can listen to music search Universal Monsters uh uh, Halloween Horror Nights house and you'll get that soundtrack you can listen to that soundtrack of the house and it's pretty bitching to be honest so that's tied for second which he keeps going back and forth between Universal Monsters and Halloween I was shocked Halloween's in the lead at this point and the reason why I say that is because we got a Halloween house last year so you know sometimes people are like ah oh, you know I got it last year I don't need it this year but I think that movie was such a hit that people still love Michael Myers and hey it's Blumhouse so it is kind of perfect if they want to do it I say you can go out of order at this point because no one really connects to part 5 and part 6 like you know part 4 last year made sense because it was in the 80s it's based in the 80s it's another 80s house easy peasy beautiful but now Blumhouse being very partnered up with uh, Universal it would make sense. I then am also shocked, kinda, is that the Death Eaters uh, Dementors is so low. And in my mind, yeah, maybe you can't do a house. And I've always heard rumors that J.K. Rawlings has like final word on what happens at those theme parks, which is okay. I have no problem with that. But you can't sit here and tell me that she's ex-naying any kind of like, oh, we want to do this during the Halloween season. Is that cool? Because my thing is they decorate uh, for Christmas the uh, the Hogwarts land and, yes. the, um, you know, the Gringotts land. So if you couldn't do a house, I wonder if you could do a scare zone inside there and the scare zone has Dementors and Death Eaters just walking around. And like you said, it gets you inside that section of the park and feeling like you're in Halloween atmosphere uh, like the rest of the park. Because if you really go in there, it's, it's almost like that's where you have to go to escape and um, I don't know. I think I think it's time to maybe decorate for that season, and maybe this is the time for that. Yeah, I'm I, like I mean I I forgot that it had been open for the past four years. That's the thing is there there's nothing in the Gringotts that draws me in there. There's nothing in the Harry Potter section that draws me there. 
I, it's just uh, I'm walking through here because I want to get to the next scare zone or I want to get to the next haunted house. I, I wanted to get to the next thing for HHN, not eh, let's go ride Gringotts. You know, we, we did that right. earlier in the day when it was sunny out and it wasn't time for the scares. I don't need to be there now. So uh, that that's why that one, I'm with you. I'm shocked it's so low because as well, so many people love Harry Potter and that IP that, I mean... Uh, it's it's not it's not unfair of me to say it. That is really what helped Universal Studios was landing Harry Potter and creating Harry Potter World. They were in a little bit of trouble, and then Harry Potter came along and made it where the Mouse House don't matter anymore. The Mouse House ain't stealing from them anymore because everybody loves that damn wizard and that damn wizarding world because it's amazing. Uh, so I am shocked at how low that is because I feel like there would, uh, there's got to be a desire for it. My thing is that the the Harry Potter nerds, as you you know you said, are very strong in what brought people back to Universal. And I would wonder if you themed out Halloween for this because you know they have that little stage where they do little musical performances so i wonder if you did like a little sideshow maybe someone dressed up as bellatrix and voldemort and then death eaters walking around and then some dementor sucking souls and it awaits so i Right. So I wonder if, you know, a normal Harry Potter fan may not want to go to Halloween Horror Nights would actually gain entry to it just to do that. And I mean, business is business. If they just want to do that, then just do that. But I am to go back to our poll. I'm just shocked. It was so low. But I think that comes from, you know, everybody Halloween Horror Nights based, you know, they want something like Hellraiser, like Halloween. Um, if I was to vote, and I'm, I didn't vote, but if I was to, I would pick the Universal Monsters just because I want that. And I mean, there's been speculation, and you've you've read it, and you're going to bring it up. Oh yeah, <laughs> there is speculation, uh, and I am with you on that. Uh, the spec, but I really quickly wanted to say before I jump into that speculation, how dare you say nobody cared about Halloween Six and connects with it? We got Paul Rudd's best acting job ever in Halloween Six, <laughs> better than any Marvel film, better than whatever he's gonna give us in Endgame. Came in Halloween Six. Thank you very Ooh. much. Come at me, brah, at Haunters Pod Ooh. on Twitter. <laughs> Woof! That's some Zach Hilton calling right there. <laughs> I couldn't help it. The minute you said it, I was like, I jotted down my notes. I was like, we'll return to Halloween 6 before we move on. <laughs> I mean, don't get it twisted. I, I That's the first Halloween I got to see in theaters. So oh. Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers has a very special part in my heart. So oh don't don't get it twisted. I would actually freak out if I could go through that house. I, I'd be curious about that house just because... Uh, it's such an interesting movie. It's such an interesting I would movie. just love it if it was called Halloween 666, The Curse of Michael Myers, The Producer Cut House. Oh, my God. I would, you know what? I would or want... there's two houses. There's one house that gives you the theatrical ending, and then there's one that gives you the producer ending. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> if, they, if they actually made that a house, I want another house that year to be um, Jason Goes to Hell. 
Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> give, give me the two. Give me the two crazy like ones. The hell house. Yeah, give me the two films that you're like, what the hell did they do with this IP? <laughs> give me those. <laughs> give me those. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. That's it's okay. a creative Leon's, but oh god. <laughs> I mean, why not? That see, that's the problem though, is that. With Warner Brothers dipping their toes in the we're going to do hauntings, houses, stuff like that on the West Coast, it sucks because, like, I would actually love that because I feel Halloween's the first one that did, like, sequel houses outside of, like, just, like, this is a Friday the 13th uh, house or whatever, and it really wasn't based on a movie. But if they were like, okay, let's let's now do sequels to that, I would love a Jason X, or I would love Jason Goes to Hell, or maybe even a Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Like, that kind of thing would freak me out. You know what? Yeah, give me those 90s uh, when these classic IP creatures and monsters were in either weird flux uh, or going to space right. or being recreated to actually be scary again. Like Wes Craven's new nightmare, I think completely makes Freddy a terrifying creature again when he was a pop culture icon. Jason in space is again, we, we always come back to this one. Jason X is flipping amazing as a movie. You know what? I'm, I'm going to, it's fucking amazing as a movie. I don't Ooh. even care. I'm using the f the f bomb on that one because it is fucking great, uh, and it is on your yeah, Netflix you. right now. Uh, but to actually move or, this show, oh, or we could just hold on. No, okay. or let's get that. Com- let's get the comedy house, and we'll do Freddy's Dead, and we ah. can put on the poster special attraction Roseanne Barr as Freddy's mom because uh. you know she's not doing anything. <laughs> You know, that's just one of the scares in the middle of the house. She just comes running up to you and goes, look at the children. Look at the children. Uh, and then, and then I you know, used to be on ABC. Don't take Ambien. Oh, good stuff. It's an Ambien house. I'm 100% in. Yeah, we're just actually there. That's the horror house for 29. For 29. We're just going to give you Roseanne's mind on Ambien. And to it's a Roseanne mind. bar house. It's starts off hot and then just ends really bad. Oh, God, yeah, you end up in some, I don't even want to go that route in this show. Ah! Uh, so, uh, let's 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 progress this show a little bit on. Uh, we've been talking about the classic Universal Monsters. It's uh, one mm-hmm. of the houses on our poll, but yes, there has been some rumors. We speculated this, but it seems like it's actually picking up a little bit of steam. Now, I got this from HHN unofficial, but they got it from Alicia Stella, who I guess has her own website, a podcast as well, but she was one of the first people to uh, kind of know about the Harry Potter extension that that they're working on, the Jurassic Park extensions as well. So she's kind of become credible in being in the know of the things that they're doing. And uh, Alicia happened to point out within her latest article that at a recent shareholder stakeholder meeting, it might have shown a text that read Dracula's Castle and the Worlds of Universal Classic Monsters, concept art for one of the many attractions in the Universal Classic Monsters. This has now led to the speculation that here in Florida, we're going to get some type of 
year-round attraction. That 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 speculation might be coming true. And obviously, as again we talk about it in the last episode, you can listen to with Blumhouse confirming that they're starting to revitalize a lot of those classic monster films. And California last year had the House of Horrors, which kind of did all of these classic monsters as well. The feeling is, and the concept art is is up as well. It's really cool concept art that shows Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, uh, Dracula as well, that something might be coming. Some form of either a dark ride, uh, speculation of a boat ride based on Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, just something feels like it's going to be coming to Florida, and I wanted to get your take on this. Uh, dude, I would like cry if there's actually going to be a third park and in that third park they have a universal monsters section just because i feel universal's house has been built on the backs of these creatures and i think you know i mean that's how horror is that's why i love the blumhouse period because Blumhouse has been like we're going to make some cheap horror movies and we're going to make a lot of money doing it and then we're going to move up and we're going to keep they're doing how Universal did it back in the day so if Universal is going to go and honor these creatures because I felt at least since I've been going to Universal Studios for 10 years now I feel there's been a very like lackluster almost quiet about the Universal Monsters and not till last year when we went last season 2018 when we went into the vault shop at Universal Studios and they had a very good size section of Universal Monster memorabilia and I was like this is rad I mean and it looks kind of pop art kind of way and I thought this is a cool way of doing things and then a little bit while later, I, I heard either from HHN Unofficial or Twitter or something about there's plans to kind of make them go bigger. And if the plans are to make a section to have a Creature of the Black Lagoon boat ride, to have a walkthrough house year round, to have whatever other rides, I will literally plan my vacation immediately after the announcement. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that, and, and you hit a really big point in why I think this is a great idea. Universal came out of financial ruins in the 30s because of these creatures, because of these films. Horror was the backbone of what saved them as a company where they're able to then go on and make, you know, more prestigious I, I hate using that word because I don't think horror films are not prestigious, but you know, to the straights out there to make more <laughs> prestigious <laughs> to make more prestigious films. Films that, you know, like the Academy will look at and not be like, Oh my goodness, you told a scary story. You instead of an artsy story. Uh so I think giving them a year round house or something, some type of ride, some type of something that is just based within that world, it would be amazing. It would be absolutely fantastic. would be a brilliant idea. It would, again, you will buy your ticket right away. I will wait for people like you to go and check it out and then report back to us here on the show, and then I'll go check it out. But <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a waiter, not a doer. Um, 
<laughs> quoting pain and gain like in it. this episode. Uh, like <laughs> the Adua. Uh, but I, it would be a really cool thing. I, I would really like that. I love the classic horror films. I've I watched a lot of those black and white films. I still like watching those over some of the other stuff that's out today because I could tell you about something I watched on Netflix that was within the first 10 seconds I predicted who the killer was. It's called uh, the Something Murder Detention on Netflix. Don't even bother watching it. <laughs> don't. don't. Okay. It's really bad. Really bad. I'll skip it. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember the name. I just remember it had something to do with detention and it was like The Breakfast Club but with murder if Oof. you want to call it that. Yeah. Oof isn't even the word for it. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, these films are still great. They deserve love. Universal would be wise to give them that love, and they're about to be back in the mainstream again with Blumhouse. So it, it just it makes perfect sense. And I, I want a creature yeah. from the Black Lagoon ride. That's really what I want because we're never going to oh, yeah. see Jaws again. So you might give me something with the creature from the Black Lagoon. Well, I mean, like my my actual favorite Universal monster is the creature from the Black Lagoon, Ooh. and I've always like felt like he could work in today's world. That's why he's my favorite. Everybody does vampires, but they either hit or miss. Wolfman hit or miss. Um, but for some reason, I feel like Creature from the Black Lagoon had like one movie, never really uh, got any more after that. But I feel Creature is such a great take. I mean, like Swamp Thing is the closest, I would say, yeah. to his type type of motif. But and I think what was it last year? Shape of Water had yes. um, Shape of a Water. Creature. Yes, Shape of Water. I called one of the best creature films since Creature from the Black Lagoon. And I I don't know if you ever saw it yet, Zach. Never saw it. Oh, Never I, saw it. I absolutely recommend it to you. I was very happy when it won the Best Picture at the uh, Academy Awards because it is a horror film. It is a different style of horror film, but it is one hundred percent a creature film. And that's what I made it so cool. I will watch it this week. Uh, I hope you like it. Uh, I know sometimes we differ on certain things, but that's one that I really... Yeah. I'll, I'll stick my feet in the ground on that one. I think you'll enjoy that one. I'll check it out. All right. Please do. And if you haven't checked it out out there as well, <laughs> listeners, I, I definitely am saying it again. I'll stick my feet in the ground and stand on this one that it's a great creature film. Sorry no, to cut you off on no. that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's all good. It's all good. I just, you know, I think... I think, you know, they, and I'll admit this, I, and you know how I feel about it. I feel with what they were trying to do with the dark universe was the mistake of giving it the biggest action budget in the world, because for some reason they wanted to make a Marvel style universe with these creatures instead of the horror. And I find with the announcement of Blumhouse taking over I think we're actually going to go the direction that I thought we were going to go in the beginning. I was okay with Tom Cruise being an action hero for this first one, and maybe he's the Whoa. protagonist and whatever thing, but I was hopeful each other movie would have been different. Kind of like how Marvel does. You know, you have your... Um, your your spy thriller you have your you know whatever take they want to do for different movies like Thor Ragnarok's a comedy sci-fi yes. I I was okay 
with you know a one and done with the mummy that way but everything else being horror but since it was obvious that, that wasn't the route they were going to go and it you know it's now gone and gone to Blumhouse I'm really hopeful that if and I'll just call it Dark Universe right now maybe they'll still keep that title <laughs> I hope the Dark Universe is horror based and even if you do a mashup of all of them it's got to stay horror it's got to make sense it can't be some kind of action film yeah I'm with you on that it's got to it's got to stay in that but uh, and that's and that's kind of why I think everybody breathed a sigh of relief when it was like Blumhouse is going to be taking over for uh, these classic monsters because it was a like, good. We're not going to get that $100 million yeah. budget. We're going to get $10 million budget. Go make that movie. We'll probably right. spend $5 million tops on all the advertising and merchandise and all that stuff. This film opens at $80 million. It's a success as opposed to The Mummy uh, yeah. having looking like, oh, what the hell is this? Is this a horror? Is this an action? What What's going on? Yeah. Not sure. And then people go in and see it and the initial response isn't good. Right. But you're never going to make your money back. This right. time at least, if even, you know, I, I have so much faith in Blumhouse, I don't think this would happen. But if the first film comes out and it is bad and as bad as I think that Mummy movie with Tom Cruise is, it doesn't matter. You made your money back because it's a low budget. So you can wash your hands and go, what did we do wrong? Let's not do that again without taking the loss. So, uh, yeah, it's that's that's another reason why horror films are great as well as, you know, being somebody who has written and starred in a horror film. Uh, oh, oh, stop. Mm, I'm, I got to give you your props, Mr. Mr. Khan, Mr. Film Festival mm. guy, you. Oh, stop. It just, it was just, it just became a winner of best of Virginia, North Carolina region. Don't stop. Oh my goodness. Just so many awards. And, uh, you know, I, I gotta say though, I think that guy, number one in that film, whew, he really helped oh. you out there. <laughs> Stupendous! He got the biggest, like one of the biggest laughs with the fly swatter. Oh, my ego right now, my ego. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you guys have some time, go check it out. Killer reunion, bro. And by, and by go check it out, it's no longer online. <laughs> oh, it's not? No, we, uh, we're taking it down so we could put it in a certain festival that doesn't allow online play. Oh, well, you don't have time to check it out. Maybe don't you don't have time. Maybe you don't. If you give a yeah. search and it's there, watch it because it's going to be pulled down very soon. Uh, very soon. So I tried to get a plug in there for you because I was the only version is Eugenia kept it up, and hopefully Matt, uh, our director Matt Birchfield, got her to take it down. Oh but boy. I don't know yet. So if you see it, it's her version. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. the director's cut. Uh, no. <laughs> If you are listening to no, the festival. Uh, so that was kind of my weak attempt at trying to lead into uh, this final story that I wanted to hit you with. Uh, did yeah, you yeah. did you see Tony Collette got an award this past weekend? Um, I think so. I think I saw that she won for Hereditary. She did. Tony Collette got the Best Actress Award for Hereditary at the Fangoria mm -hmm. Chainsaw Awards. Uh, and that wasn't the only thing Hereditary took home. They crushed this uh, this award ceremony. Uh, best director, Ari Aster. Best screenplay, Ari Aster. Actress went to Tony Collette. Uh, Alex Wolf got Best Supporting Actor for his incredible 
incredible. I didn't even like that kid. Like he was one of the things about the Jumanji movie that I was like, oh, all right, whatever. Hereditary. Mm-hmm. I'm like, give me more Alex Wolf. Uh, they yeah. won for the best kill in a movie. Charlie meets the telephone pole. Spoiler, by oh the way, if you God. haven't seen that, uh, best wide release it got. It it wow. just it just it ate up the it awards. Ate up awards, uh, and then I loved it as well because the best actor. I still don't know if you've seen this movie yet, Zach. Nicholas Cage okay. for Mandy. I still need to see it. Oh my goodness! Please just watch <laughs> that movie. Don't 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 drink. Don't take any type of drug. I know you don't, but just if you ever got the urge right. to do it before a movie, don't. Uh, just watch that movie as sober as possible because you will be okay. thrown into a tub, like a, a Joker-style tub of acid. Oh, wow. That's how. I'll I'll, I'll try to check it out. Um, uh, maybe not this week because I got the one uh, to watch, you, but I'll, yeah. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, my God, it's so good. That also took home uh, like pretty much every other award. And then uh, nice. Haunting of Hill House got the best series as well. Yeah. Yes, which we have uh, speculated. Uh, expect I expect that to be uh, Halloween Horror Nights House. Yes, sir. I didn't expect yes, sir. That, but but so yeah, sorry. There, that's uh, that's I wanted to take you there. Why you brought this up? No, I brought that up. I brought that up just to kind of be like, yeah, Tony Collette finally got the recognition that the damn stupid Oscars wouldn't give her, and you know that crappy yeah. Academy show that that gives Best Actress to uh, you know mm. some 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 woman that was in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm really trashing Olivia Coleman for no I'm, reason on this, but <laughs> I was about to say you'd had no dog in that fight. <laughs> I did. I did because we never talked about it on this show because I think we started this show a little too late to kind of dive dive into it, and we never made it a big thing. But uh-huh. I was on the Tony Collette for an Oscar train the moment I walked out of that theater opening night of Hereditary. I was like, if she doesn't win or at least get nominated. I'm going to lose my mind. And uh, she never got any form of recognition from anybody, but I'm so happy that Fangoria came along and recognized that uh, just what was one hell of a performance. Yeah. I think, um, honestly, because like you said, we haven't, we haven't really dived deep into this. You know, we, the Oscars are, they're known for not putting horror movies in their, uh, you know, their awards listings, even nominations. So Hereditary came out, and I didn't get to see it in theater. I wanted to, but you know, uh, I have a baby that was born, so getting to the theater is a little, little hard too. So it was pick and yeah. choose that year. Um, but I finally watched it on. Uh, I rented it. And what was funny is that there's two horror movies I didn't get to check out in theater. I didn't get to check out Hereditary, and I didn't get to check out A a Quiet Place. Mm -hmm. And in one week, I got to watch both of those movies. And I don't know what it is, but I'm going to go ahead and maybe say it's the power of the movie Hereditary. It made me not like A Quiet Place because I felt like A Quiet Place got a lot of buzz. I mean, it made money. It got all this acclaim for John Kroninsky as a director. Emily Blunt was, you know, just said she was this great actress. It got a lot of acclaim. So then there's this little movie called Hereditary, which A, is scarier than all get out. B 
shocked the dog crap out of me with that one kill that won for uh, a Fangoria oh. award because I did not see it coming at all. Oh, no. And then <laughs> Tony Collette, I mean, ran circles around being should have been nominated for Best Actress. Um, and I, I do sit here wondering what were they thinking and there was a lot of outrage for I wouldn't say outrage but there was a lot of like there was, hey, there was why an uproar this a thing there was an yeah, uproar there was a little uproar about it and I I happen to agree with that so I wonder if this was Fangoria being like you guys are completely wrong this movie is the show stealer of horror and granted at, you know I Halloween was my favorite movie of last year and but I have to say if I have to say favorite horror movie, I would say Hereditary, hands down. Yeah, and, and Hereditary actually made my my number one for top ten of all films this past year because of just the mood, the atmosphere, the the setup, the the breakdown of it, what you think the it film is, like it's not. It made like my seven, I think. I think it made my like seven. Yeah, it. Uh, I will say this as well. You, you got spoiled in the sense of, and when you told me you had watched A Quiet Place first, uh, I knew mm-hmm. that you were going to end up not liking A Quiet Place in the long run. I think I texted you. No, that. I watched Quiet Place second. Oh, all right. Uh, watched... However you watched it, I think I remember saying yeah. something along the lines of like, oh, I'm sorry because I don't think you're going to enjoy this as much now. Right. Uh, because well, you got to see it, it the was... better one. Well, it's so crazy because like, you know how there's sometimes where you're like, oh, watch that. You have to see this movie in theater. If you watch it in theater, you get the best experience. That's what everybody's telling me about A Quiet Place. Oh, the silence of the theater. Like it, that's what brought it to you. And I was like, okay, I guess that's something. But you know what's even more powerful? Watching Hereditary by yourself in the house will creep you out more than any kind of theater experience with people. Uh, I I will having seen both of them in theaters I'll tell you uh, I will give you both theatrical experiences really fast and then we're running long on the episode so we're gonna have to kind of yeah start we'll just end up. it there after uh, your thoughts but yes a quiet place what helped drive the suspense of that film was everybody stopped eating their popcorn and stopped moving in that theater because one you were now the noisy asshole in the theater that was eating their popcorn uh, and two it really was building the suspense in this packed theater of silence of nobody wanted to make a sound because you really didn't want to make a sound and draw the attention uh, kind right. of what the whole concept of the film was so yes I, I, I get that uh, having watched it at home again I still enjoy the movie but it does it, it is missing some of the the punch to it hereditary on the other hand creepy in the theater with an audience uh, that that sequence that that swerve when the movie really is like oh you think we're this but we're really going this route and it starts to go that route with that death that whole build up the just the atmosphere in the theater was changing leading up to that the whole build from the party moment the atmosphere in the theater completely shifted it wasn't a packed theater like a quiet place when i saw it it, it was like half full but you could feel everything in the theater. You know how you, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes when you're there with people, yeah. you feel that change. It started, and then once that sequence happened and that moment happened, I kid you not, everybody had the same reaction, and you could feel that nobody breathing. And then when the next scene comes and you hear the scream, 
everybody let out a sigh of just, <gasps> because that's when we all finally comprehended what the fuck we just witnessed. <laughs> like, right. So like having the people there with you and, and experience it that with you became fun. And more specifically towards the end of the film, when Ari Aster does that specific lighting sequence where you're yeah. not sure what the fuck you're seeing and then all of it. I'm dropping a lot of F-bombs, by the way. I, I was, I was about to say, I'm um, the F-bomb guy. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the one go today going, going for it. Um, oh, we're never going to get monetized. <laughs> That's all right. They don't have to hear this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that little bit of lighting sequence that he does, being with the audience, you could hear the whispers of like, what the hell? What is that? What's going on? Yeah. Like, and you could hear progressively as people were starting to catch on as more light was being shown and more, and you were starting to actually get the answer to what you weren't sure what you were seeing. Uh, and, right. and that's, that's, a, that's another reason why. So uh, yeah, it's creepy as all get out at home because it is a, it is a really one of those films that I hate the comparison to the exorcist cause it's not, but I get where people came from with that comparison because of the types of, horror that it does the type of get under your skin the type of uncertainty of what's going on but it is not the exorcist it is not that film well i will i will say this if i was going to like kind of compare it if someone was like hey what i want to watch this what can you compare it to i would probably say it has scare it's scary like the exorcist but it, it is a story that plays like paranormal activity. Yes, and and the story is the scarier aspect to it. Where the Exorcist, yes. to me, it, it the story is scary of the Exorcist. It's still it, that is scary. But the, so many questions are asked in Hereditary that it makes the story scarier. The Exorcist is very straightforward. Girl possessed, got to bring in priest. Will she be yeah. saved? Hereditary is one film for the first 30 minutes, major sequence, turns the film into something else, and you're still uncertain what the hell that movie is until the final until the final act, really. And then the final act fully yeah. exposes what you just witnessed. So it's a lot of different things that has you asking a lot of different questions and looking at a lot of different things. Like, I... I walked out of that theater and was like, uh, what's the hereditary, what's in my family tree? What's in my family history? What's, what, what, what are yeah. my, what did my parents pass down to me? And what did my grandparents pass down to them that has now been passed down to me? And that's not even what the damn movie really fully is about. <laughs> no. But it got I me mean, asking those questions. Yeah, you can't really dive simplistically into it to no. say what the movie is. And I think that's what the beautiful part is yes. about the movie is that it is layered like a onion of so much, which, you know, especially these days, I feel horror is doing a good job of. I think there's this bad picture that people think all horror movies are slashers from the 80s yeah. and it's just some nut running around while some chick's topless. Sex and murder. I, 
Right, where that hasn't been the case for many years. And this is an actual, like, very thought-provoking movie. And I I say, if you haven't seen it, go for it. Oof. It'll never be a HHN house. But, no. man, it doesn't need to be because in the comfort of your own home, you'll be <laughs> just as scared. I wouldn't want that as an HHN house. <laughs> I really wouldn't. No, no. I, really, I, I, would, I would be crying and going through so many emotions in that house. I wouldn't. <laughs> be able to handle it uh no all right uh we're gonna have to wrap this bad boy up yeah we went a little bit longer but i blame myself i i I brought up the tony collette thing and had to get my hereditary two cents in uh zach we have a huge march coming up because this is the last episode of february and march is uh, i mean we have the other half of slash and cast gonna be joining us in march we have yep. we have a gentleman that oh bring back Jaws just uh, replied to us by the way uh, we have a oh, gentleman nice. that uh, he lived in a haunted house now kind of does some ghost hunting as well that will be joining us uh, yep. we pretty much have this strong suspicion that we will know at least one house or at least a scare zone or something more we might have hollow scream on. There is a lot of things that are moving for March, and I'm very excited about this. Yeah, we definitely got a lot going on, and that's not even um, saying that Nightmare Mansion, because like you said, we are oh, right. based in Virginia Beach. Uh, Nightmare Mansion, which is a walkthrough horror house, it's opened majority through the year, so it opens back up in March and goes all the way to, like, I think November, December. But it's opening up, uh, so I'm going through that for the first time. It's its 30-year anniversary. I plan on going next week, and if you actually come down, we can go together, which yes. would be kind of cool. Um, but they're also uh, opening up for the um, season. They've never done this before. They're doing an escape room. Um, I'm not going to do it uh, this first go around, but later on this year, we will be going through the escape room as well and probably do a review of that. So March is just going to be full of things. It's, it's, it's shaking, baby. It's getting closer. We're moving closer to that time of the year. Uh, Spring is here, which means that fall is uh, right around the corner as well. Uh, And that's exciting stuff because that means so many scares. Exciting exciting it's exciting i tell you it is exciting i don't know why i did oh, that bring back though. jaws bring back jaws just brought to our poll jaws so we have a vote for jaws uh so if anybody else wants to vote for jaws please go to our twitter right jaws make right make jaws a right in oh, i thought I that's love, what we voted I for i thought we voted to make jaws a ride again <laughs> yeah, please, I love it. I oh my love god, it. that's amazing! Oh, on that note, I don't think we can top anything else. So, Zach, I will talk to you later. Yes, I will oh, talk wait a second. To you later. Wait, what? Wait a second. What's up? We have an update. We have Another an update vote. right now. Yes, right now, Universal Monsters has taken the second place. Oh. All right, all right. it's tied for first. It's tied for first. Wow. Halloween and Universal Monsters are tied. Awesome. I like that. So there you go. There you go. Remember, go vote. Go vote on our Twitter at HauntersPod, Haunters P-O-D. If uh, the poll is closed, tweet us your answer or or slide into our our DMs. We like it when you slide into our DMs. (laughs) (laughs) 
what? That's that's a thing, right? That's what the kids are saying. Yeah. You slide into the DM. Okay. If you slide into the DM, I'll make sure Nick's the one responding. <laughs> hey, it goes down in the DM. <laughs> Stay scary, my friends. Oh, and listen to us on iTunes and on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs>